Victory. Hello, good evening, everybody, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sure there are gentlemen who watch, and this is great. So you are back this week with Sidoni, with Giselle, and today we also have the lovely Stephanie joining us to talk about the topic you've all been waiting for. Did you hear my drum rolls? We're talking <laughs> submission in marriage. I think this <laughs> like two or three happy to be talking about submission today because as we a lot of us know this is um, a somewhat controversial topic within and outside the church so I think I am just going to start by first of all asking Giselle what is submission because people can argue every day but what does submission really mean from a, a, a biblical perspective Mm -hmm. Definitely. Well, as a married woman, and you know what, what I've been married now three times, uh, and as a married Christian woman, I think really submission, we should do exactly everything our husbands tell us to do. Stephanie, you're paying your face, is not on. <laughs> I'm okay. trying to control okay. myself. No, I'm a moderator. Okay. I have been listening for weeks to say that to see <laughs> Megan's face. Sorry, folks. I, am uh, sorry. Yeah. I just I could not resist that one. I really couldn't. Oh, resist it. oh my lord. You know, you know, submission and marriage or ma marriage as, as I often say to my darling husband Michael our marriage is absolutely brilliant as long as he does exactly what I tell him to do and that's submission for you isn't it <laughs> no seriously in, in all in all joking aside in marriage what I believe it means is it's selflessness service accountability and respect now, we, we wouldn't expect our husbands or partners or whatever to go out and make a big decision like buying a car or buying furniture for the house or even buying a new house without our input to it. So to me, it's all sort of about, it's a partnership. And I do believe that there are some marriages that take, and the, the man takes the role of submission to a completely different level and the wife really is totally submissive. And I think that's wrong because didn't Paul say that wives submit to your husbands and then a few verses later on he said, and husbands do likewise. So it's not all about being controlled, it's about respect. When we fall in love with someone and get married, it's all about respect. You want, you want the best for that person and that person wants the best for you. That's what I think submission is, is talking things through with one another, making joint decisions on things. Uh, you know, even when it comes to having a family, making a decision, the two of you, if it's to have a baby or not. Um, so to me, it's yeah. just, it's nothing more than having respect for one another, loving one another. And that's it. I'm really trying to keep a face because I keep remembering the way you started. <laughs> so I think I'll go to you, the lovely Stephanie. Welcome again. Thank um, you. So Stephanie, as a married woman, what, what's your impression of submission? 
And was it always like that or did you have to transition your views on submission? Um, I think it's the way we look at the word submission because I think it's used a, a little bit incorrectly now. And um, people think that it means that I'm your slave or um, you know, I'm, I'm under your control. Um, but that's not what it really means. And we have to, as Christians, always remember that, um, you know, the constitution of marriage is coming from God. And that marriage is always reflected in scripture um, in, in terms of that we are the bride of Christ and, and that example. And obviously the scripture, when we when the, the most common scripture in Ephesians saying submit to your husbands and so on, that the verse before that actually says submitting in the fear of God. And that's, that's implying for both parties, the husband and the wife. It just begins with that because God has an order and um, that order is, is not about, um, you know, taking our independence away or taking our free will away. Um, it's just a, an order that he has, because obviously he's always higher than us. Um, he, he's always greater than us. And that kind of reflects in the sense that he never when we look at God himself and us being the bride of Christ, he never. Um, forces us to do anything he doesn't make us do anything he doesn't make us have a relationship with him he doesn't make us pray to him he doesn't make us go to church he doesn't make us do anything but that's what he desires that that relationship is what he desires and when you do have that relationship we also receive the fruits from having that relationship and the outcome is always profitable to us and being a Christian couple, if obviously the husband is a God-fearing man, um, he should have, we expect him to have the same qualities um, that if the wife is being submissive in a willingness, um, not, not forced upon or, um, you know, not pressured or anything like that, but because she loves him and because um, she wants to be with him then that will also be profitable for her and so it's about a two-way uh, relationship and that's why God always refers to us as the church being the bride of Christ how are we going to be as a wife as to say um, how are we going to be in a relationship if we can't even submit to our husband and, and again it doesn't mean that we are servants just because we cook for them or we clean the house. You know, from the beginning, there were roles, um, different roles. It doesn't mean that that role is better or this role is inferior. Mm. It doesn't mm. mean that this is a lack and this is uh, bad. Women also had a great influence on men um, mm -hmm. in the decisions that they made. But today we've, we've we've sort of gone out of the box, gone off the rails and women have gone into feminism and all this kind of. I think it's nonsense, to be honest with you, because yep. they don't even know what they what feminism is. They don't even know what a feminist is. They don't even know what it is that they're fighting for. Um, you know, so, to me, it's ridiculous. Really, sister, preach. <laughs> Come on, Stephanie, don't hold back, my dear. Come on. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm happy to be a woman. I'm happy 
to cook and clean, but that doesn't make me inferior. But this is a world mm. uh, view that cooking and cleaning and looking after your kids makes you inferior, which is a lie. Mm. And it's a lie of the devil. It doesn't Amen. mean that it's bad. Amen. Uh, it doesn't mean that I can't do what the man does because I sure well can do what the man can do. Yep. But it's just it just makes life easier. It's called teamwork, you know. We learn about this stuff at work and stuff. Just because somebody does some job and somebody does another job doesn't mean that they're inferior. We all need each other. And that's the core of the relationship. And we shouldn't take it. Um, into the world view when we use the word submit or submission um, we have to look at it in a biblical perspective and I'm married to a pastor which is even greater pressure for me Um, so we both pastor our church Um, so there is always that you know people always think that as you've probably already known I I talk a lot (laughs) Um, (laughs) no (laughs) <laughs> My husband actually is a bit more mellow and quieter, um, unless he's yeah. preaching. So, you know, it, it, it's even a higher standard for us to have a, a good relationship uh, when we're mm. both sort of in power, as to say. We both have authoritative uh, roles and things like that. Um, but I thank God that I have a good husband that compliments you know, um, my my ego, as to say, um, <laughs> but um, you know, we're we're good team players, and um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's something that has to be worked on, and that's where I just said, you know, submitting to one another in the fear of God yep. is it should be the first statement before we we go to the next statement of, you know, submit to your husband and you are my slave. Um, Sorry, Stephanie, yeah. I'm just going to have to stop you there Thank just you. because we yeah, have time for three. But um, so, Sidoni, I would just like to find out from you, what is your perspective on submission? I think Stephanie said it all, really. Um, yeah, she has, hasn't you know, she? She has, hasn't she? Because to submit is to willingly yeah. um, bend over your will to somebody else. Um, but to surrender is to do it by force. So, you know, if you're in a war or you're like an adversary and, and you find that in like wars, don't you? People surrender their wills. That's that's a forced situation. But we're not called to surrender our wills. We're called to submit. And that's actually harder than a lot of people um, give women credit for because, you know, we've got our own free will. We've got our own ideas and and. Um, decisions about certain things but to let the husband take the head be the head of the home and lead the home um, it's actually a lot harder than a lot of people think so when people brandish this word about you know submission and make it feel as though the woman's lesser for doing that um, they don't really understand what it really means and I think you know Stephanie's right the word submission is got a bad rep these days from the world as being something negative but actually it's something of strength um to say these are my opinions um these are what I believe in yeah we're having a conversation about this but ultimately the Lord has made you the leader of the home and and the head of the household and so I will submit to your authority now it doesn't mean you necessarily agree because you can then turn around and get on your knees and pray to God to say, God, you know what? I really think he's absolutely wrong. Help me change his mind. 
<laughs> and quite often, you know, if it is a biblical couple and they are a Christian couple, God will intervene in that situation. We see it in Genesis, don't we? We see where, um, you know, God makes Abraham submit to Sarah's will um, to go sleep with um, Hagar and have Ishmael. Um, you know, they obviously had a conversation about their childlessness. They knew that, you know, that was God was going to provide the child for um Abraham at some point and then Sarah comes up with this idea um and Abraham buys into it so mm-hmm. again we see that and then you know there's also that know. thing where yeah Sarah then says <laughs> Sarah says oh send her away and then God comes to Abraham and says actually obey Sarah I think it's like in Genesis um I think it's 21 I'm not sure or 16 one of those God then turns around and says to Abraham actually listen to Sarah um, let's see if we can find it. Let's see. Uh, 21. Yeah. 10 to 12. So, you know, it is because, you know, people always have this idea of it's constantly, you know, the woman's got to give in. And, and yes, you can give in to, to the man, but, you know, very, God can speak to the man to say, um, listen to your wife as he does in this occasion because Sarah's now saying obviously this woman's gotten pregnant before me she's had a child um, get rid of the child so Sarah, oh it's 21 verse 10 um, and she's and she said to Abraham get rid of that slave woman and her son for that slave woman's son will never share in the inheritance with my son Isaac the matter distressed Abraham greatly because it concerned his son but God said to him do not be so distressed about the boy and your mate servant. Listen to whatever Sarah tells you, because it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. You know, that's a clear example of where the man submitting to the will of his wife and God's actually backing the woman and saying, you know, he's come to Abraham. So we have these instances where, um, again, I think we see it in First Samuel somewhere. I think it's Abigail and Nabal, don't we? Um, yeah. on Nabal, where obviously yeah he's not a godly man she's a godly woman so for those who are in you know on equally yoked marriages um you know I think I think for Christian women we've got to appreciate that we've in a sense got two marriages our first marriage is to Christ mm-hmm. and the Holy Spirit so that's our first bridegroom as it were until we're to obey um, and worship him in spirit and in truth and in everything that he asks us to do um, and you know for women that are Christian and married to a Christian man it's easier because your husband will be under the headship of God and Christ mm. but for those that are not married to Christian men that's a bit harder because then you've got to say well if what you're asking me to do is against the will of God um, or against the spirit of God then I won't obey you but if it's not then you really have got to obey as a Christian wife because you've still got to obey the fact that you chose to be unequally yoked and you've got to obey um, and be submissive to your husband as long as he doesn't contradict the word of God. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, you know, this word submission gets branded about quite um, negatively. Um, and it's a shame because a lot of the younger girls are growing up with this negative idea, aren't they, of, of the word submission, whereas if we actually approach it from a a position of strength and power and like Stephanie says we're built for different things doesn't make one inferior to the other Mm -hmm. it just means we're different um you know we can bear children men can't um they're physically strong and so they're able to go and work the longer hours 
Um, and, you know, for most women, they can't and they're more of a nurturer. Um, so I think we just need to, yeah, talk about the submission thing. But from a, let's start from a position of power. It's, it is something that's there to be celebrated. Um, I like that word. And not kind of shunned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I think you, you guys have all mentioned that submission gets... You know, it's a word that has been seen from a negative perspective. And I think Sidonian, Shizela just laughing because you know my background. Right? So I understood this word in the plain English sense, like, okay, submit is literally doing what somebody wants you to do. And I was like, what? I'm never going to do that. So for me, I had that kind of very yeah. dictionary definition, if you like, but which is quite funny because I think I read a dictionary de definition which said yielding to the authority of somebody. And I was like, whoa, this is actually interesting because yielding is something that you kind of do by your own will. Yeah. So it seems like not every def in, um, dictionary definition of submission is what I thought it was. But as a counselor, Giselle, somebody whom you, uh, who speaks to people a lot, you've probably come across couples or just individuals who are thinking about this topic. Why do you think, I mean, what are the barriers that some people struggle with in terms of submission? What makes it hard for some women to be submissive to their husbands when they come to you for counseling? Because they don't want to be told, they don't, like you, they think they're going to be told what to do, when to do it and how to do it. And they don't want to give up their rights of being that feminist woman, as, as, as Stephanie said, and they don't really know what feminist mean, means. Um, I think it's about just fear of uh, uh, losing their controlment. Uh, they would yeah. much rather tell the husband what to do. Ooh, okay. I was yep. never gonna. I was never gonna be at that level. <laughs> well, come on, you, come on, you know me. I call a spear a spear. Now the gloves are off. <laughs> no, because I think for me the way I see it, right, is that also there are sometimes people have experiences, and I know I remember watching something where this couple, I think they're evangelists in the states, and this woman literally broke down her journey with submission. How when she came to Christ, obviously she had her own ideas of the world. And then she's now with this guy and like she's supposed to submit. And she's like, God, what does this even mean? But for her, it was because when growing up, she had had, you know, not very good male examples in her life. The men in her life, her father or uncles or whoever they were, the authority figures in her life were not exemplary. So she mm. had just never learned to be under like a credible authority of a man. Mm. For her, it was a very difficult thing to do. So I think when I speak to other women, and even from my own perspective, it's funny because I, I come from a home which was a Catholic home. My father was actually a very, probably one of the last of the authoritative people I know, you know. So my dad's authority was never something that I questioned. But I think for me, one of the reasons why I, sub I resisted the notion of submission was exactly for some of the things that you said, um, because I... I was just looking around and I was seeing these men who were really incompetent, right? And I was like, which woman is supposed to? <laughs> and I was like, man, these guys, who, which woman is supposed to submit to their leadership? So for me, I think the barrier for me was the competence of the men. I was just like, dude. So I think this is where, and I think Sidoni, you kind of answered the question for me because I was going to say that I've come across scenarios or heard scenarios where women are like, okay, even if I want to submit, my husband is somebody who is not a very good leader. You know, he's, for example, very bad with money 
or something like that. What do you do in that situation when you find yourself on a very pragmatic basis? Your husband is about to make this really disastrous decision for the family. What do you do then as a woman? And this can go to Stephanie. A very good question to the right person, I think so. Because <laughs> my husband doesn't count pennies or do anything. If somebody asks for something, he just gives it to them. He doesn't check the bank balance or anything like that. He's He just spends and, and gives and doesn't think about the consequences or anything like that. And usually his answer to that is, God will provide for us. So don't worry. <laughs> Whereas me, me, I'm very calculative because um, I, I do the books and, and everything. And it's like, what are we going to do next month? But in my own personal journey, I feel that God has taught me to actually relax now and um, to actually have more faith, maybe like my husband. And, you know, just by me sometimes expressing to him, um, you know, no two people are ever the same. No two characters are ever the same. And, you know, so it, in that sort of way, we kind of uh, I like the two jigsaw puzzles, you know, the bit that sticks out and the bit. So they kind uh -huh. of fit together. So we kind of balance each other out um in that sense and I think the reason why a lot of people uh don't submit or get irritated in these kind of situations is that they never turn to God um yeah. and I know like when I met my husband he wasn't really in Christ that much he was a pastor's son as well and he was living in the mm -hmm. world and he had like all like uh, anger issues like uh, not angry in that sort of way but like he, he would he, he could be like always angry mode and um sort of thing and I prayed for that to change that character and I believe God removed that from him and then his journey completely changed and then he he came back to Christ we weren't even married then actually and um so there is power in prayer um, not to sound like old too spiritual, but I actually believe that God can change any person um, mm. if we mm. if we look to him and turn to him. And, you know, people people don't um, they end up arguing mainly because of ego or for fear mm. uh, of mm. the unknown. But it's really about just trusting God in any situation. And I think a lot of marriages can be saved if they actually did that. Yeah. True. Wow. Mm -hmm. Especially yeah. the prayer part, because it's not something, it's not something that I would have thought of. You know, I have a very my mind rushes to pragmatic things first. But it's it's a wonderful thing, and you're right. I don't think it's something that many women think about. And so um Sidonie, you mentioned something, I think it was either you or Stephanie who talked about roles, because also I think. From talking to you guys about submission, I think there is what submission actually is. And then there is the performance of submission. Mm -hmm. So for example, like um, Stephanie said, she's more talkative than her husband. So it sounds to me like if you guys are out there some, somewhere and somebody didn't really know you guys as a couple, just because you're the more out there one, people might be like, oh, that woman, she's bossy. She tells her husband <laughs> what to do. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you see that happens to be the more outgoing one. And yeah. Like roles, because like we said, you have traditional roles where men went out to work, 
women were at home caring for the babies. And yeah, that's absolutely amazing. But what if, if you had a situation where, you know, perhaps the, let's say the woman, maybe she, she earns more than her husband. So it makes more financial sense for her to be home and to be working and the husband is home. You know, there is this sort of conflict between tradition, pragmatism. Do you think that, you know, how can I put it? Do these kind of things challenge submission or can submission still work in a marriage where roles are not necessarily traditional? Why shouldn't it? The word of God supersedes any tradition and any any modernism or postmodernism or anything that's going about these days. Because, I mean, the, the, the submission of a wife... God has made it. So obviously we have our, our spiritual husband who is Christ, but our fleshly husbands, when God made the man, he said it is not good for a man to be alone. <laughs> and so he made him a helper. Um, and that's what we're called to be to our husbands. Okay. So now if you feel that you going out to work is the better position for the family, talk to him. You haven't got to lord it over him. Have a conversation. Put the books down. This is how much we need to make each month. We need £2,000 every month to live and pay the bills and survive. If Mm -hmm. I go to work, I can earn £2,100. If you go to work, you can earn £1,500. What do you think is the best situation or the best outcome for us as a family in this situation? And Give that over to him. And let him make that decision because at the end of the day, we're all accountable to God. Now, when on the judgment day, God will say to him, you were the head of this family that I put you in, but you let your ego and your pride get in the way. And I think, you know, I think like Stephanie and Giselle alluded to, ego and pride is the one thing that gets in the way of submission. And, you know, I'm not perfect. The, the times when I've kind of gone, oh, it's because I know it's my pride. <laughs> and I will repent of my pride. And I say, you know, I'll kick against it because I know that it's it's the flesh, isn't it? Paul says we have to die to our flesh every day. And it's mm-hmm. your flesh just standing there and trying to get in the way. Because if you put your flesh aside and you die to your pride, mm-hmm. you actually see things a lot clearer. And, and like Stephanie said, a lot of marriages can be saved if people would just die to their pride um and and assume this was and just talk openly and just be like okay yeah fine you're the head of the home this is what we need this is how much I can bring in this is how much you can bring in what do you think is the best decision for the family as the head and put that decision back to him you know because I mean there's there's a there's a verse in proverbs that says something about you know um it's better to be alone than, than for a man to have a nagging wife or a brawling wife or something or something like that. You know, something to it, it, in, in, those, in those marriages where uh, the woman can earn more money and make a better life and everything for the children and, and, and the, the, the whole family. I actually admire a man who does stay at home. Yes. The house husband. Yeah. Because mm. society, even in, in year 2021 people call oh you know you're a wimp you're a mancy boy yeah. you know, you're you're you're, you're, you're you're not a man that you're not out providing but you know, let's face it ladies being a housewife and especially a housewife with children it's not an easy job 
it comes to women naturally, but to a man it doesn't. And I really do admire men that do stay at home and run the house and bring up the kids and the wee woman goes out and earns more money. Brilliant. Because he's still the head mm. of the household. He can, he can bring the children up in the way of you know, the head of the household would. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, mm-hmm. I mean, what you say is so true because I remember coming across somebody who this guy was like a top HR executive, clearly not doing badly financially, but he had decided to take a career break and be at home with his two little girls because he said he was working so hard and it just occurred to him that he was missing out on his children's lives. And he had a chat with his wife and they decided that she would go to work. He would stay. And he said, that, you know, the first day he had to take the children to school when his wife, like she'd already made a list, giving him all the directions and everything. And he was like, oh my goodness, I did not realize what my wife was doing. Yeah. I mean, this is a guy, right, who is running a big company. And to take two little girls to school is, so I think also in a way it's good, particularly if it's not something that a man is going to do permanently. But I think just, even being in that situation where the mother would traditionally be, I think it can also help teach men empathy, you know, because I think it's very easy sometimes, particularly in the world that we live in, for people to sort of look down on the work that, you know, stay-at-home moms, housewives do, because it's just something that has always been there through tradition. It's never been paid. It's never been glamorized. And unfortunately, we live in a world that is so built around professions which tend to involve men. So I think that sometimes when men get to do these things or they get to have that day off at home and really see what their wives do, mm-hmm. I think it makes a difference. And also I think even for the children, if you're a child whose dad is like at home taking you to school, that's kind of an unusual thing, right? As a kid, you become very aware mm-hmm. that your family is unusual and children being children, you know, they will ask and they will, you know, try to find out why their home is so different. But I think um, I'll go to you now, Stephanie, because um, you started, you know, it was um, Giselle who said submission is about selflessness Mm -hmm. and service. And I think it's such a good thing to say, because in the world that we're we're living in today, I think selflessness is not really something that's seen as a good thing. It's almost, it's seen as a weakness. Let's not. So for you, um, Stephanie, as a pastor, if you had say, a 21-year-old feminist, I'll give you a scenario, and she's coming to you and you're telling her about selflessness, what are the, like, how can she change from this world that tells you that it's all about you, self-care? How do we do selflessness in a world that does not really regard it? See, the first thing I would say, just to round up about when we talk about submission, and everybody spoke about um, going to work and picking up the kids, and for me, I always think out of the box or according to the word. Now, when God talks about submission, there's nowhere where he said that the word submit to your husband or submit to your wife has a list of jobs attached to it. Mm -hmm. There's no tasks attached to it. But the minute we say submission, we automatically think it's about, oh, the husband goes to work or the wife uh, does this. It's not about the tasks at all. Mm. It's about Mm. the attitude. And Mm. if we have that understanding, it changes everything because God is not Mm. talking about who fries the egg for breakfast and, and who cleans the toilets. He's not talking about that. He's talking about our attitude. And he's talking about our care and concern 
uh, when it comes to these major relationships and coming to your scenario I think that if if this woman was a Christian she needs to read the Bible because the Bible clearly says that we need like Sidoni said we need to die to our flesh which means remove our desires and remove everything that we want to do because the Bible clearly says that once you are born again you are submitting yourself to doing the will of God, not the will of my husband or the will of myself or the will of my mother or anybody. It's about the will of God. And if we get that into our brains and understand, God will will do the work that he needs to do to make it happen. And we struggle with that and struggle with relationships because we still want to do what we want to do. And mm-hmm, Jesus mm-hmm. Christ is the prime example because I'm sure he didn't want to come off his throne, come down from heaven and suffer on the cross <laughs> suffer with all these yeah. people down here. Get- <laughs> he didn't want to do that. And scripture clearly says that, um, I can't remember where it is, but it, it says that he didn't do anything pleasing to for himself. He didn't do anything to make himself happy. He did everything for us. And he lived the best life because now he's resurrected. He's um, defeated uh, sin. Um, We have eternal life. And that's a prime example for us, whether it's in a marriage or in any relationship, that if I love you and I do for you, then that's the greatest example. gift that God has given me because I Mm. actually stripped away everything that is related to the world within myself and we have to remove because the Bible says to renew your mind Mm -hmm. it doesn't say different tasks it says renew your mind and all the other stuff will just happen and that's what we have to understand that submission is not about you go to work and I stay at home it's about understanding one another and submitting Mm -hmm. to one another's emotions feelings respect um, being honest and these are fundamentals of a relationship um, have conversation communication nothing to do Mm. with um no I'm gonna say this I know this will go live after but my husband just blow dried my head (laughs) So, five minutes, ladies. Five more minutes. Okay. okay. Yeah. Are we going to round off now? Yeah. Okay. So, okay. That's great. And I really love the fact that you talked about submission honestly in tight. Has no. really been a conflation between our own human traditions and what the gospel is so mm. when i listen to sometimes even pastor talk sometimes i've been like whoa <laughs> you know but then the church has people that have come from the world and unfortunately they bring some of these things so i think i will just ask for last words here so starting with you then giselle if you had to give you know your 30 second great idea about submission that would change the world what would that be well stephanie said earlier that when christ is head of your household it's submitting, it's yielding, it's yielding to Christ. That's what it is. And to yield, to submit to a husband and wife, to each other, is honouring, is respecting, is reverencing Christ. That's it. Yeah. 
I think the each other part is, is good as well, because I think sometimes women resist mission because the message is often very much taught to women, <laughs> but not yep. so much to men. So yep. Sidonie, for you, what's your great second idea about submission? I'd say just die to self. Um, pride, get pride out of the way, um, because that would make it a lot easier. If you can identify when that's happening, why it's happening, um, yeah. then it's like the scales come off, isn't it? It's like Stephanie was saying, it's a renewal of the mind. And and once that's there, you can identify exactly the time and, and you just, you know, once the pride comes off, it's easier, a lot easier. Okay. okay. Fantastic. And what about you, Stephanie? Any final words about submission? Submission, again, um, I really believe is, you know, first of all, we need to submit to God and really believe that, um, if we have faith and trust in God, that even if our husband is a broken vessel, a drug addict or whatever he may be, that when we have God with us, who can be against us? So he can turn around any any man into the best man. So exactly. it's always a win-win situation. Exactly. Oh, I really love that. I really love that. Ladies, it's just been so amazing hearing from you, hearing from your experience. I'm sure a lot of people are saying coming from experience. So um, uh, that's been great. You know, I can't, <laughs> I can't speak from an experience I don't have, but it's been quite an education. And I hope, I hope it will be something that's been educational and eye-opening for other people as well, because I know this is really a topic of contention for me. Sidonia and I didn't fight. <laughs> <laughs> I just need to clarify something. An independent woman. <laughs> oh, just... oh, your signal's not good. No, oh, it's not. Breaking up. An independent woman, from my perspective, is not a woman who doesn't need a man. I think an independent woman is a woman who will do things, right? Whether or not the man is there. Because sometimes mm. the man isn't there. What can you do? So, yes. Yeah. I just thought I'd get that out of the way. But it's not about needing a man in your life. It's about wanting someone in your life with you. So, see, this is, if that's you guys what, were in London, you'd be my pastor. That's, 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 <laughs> that's what it's about. That's what it's about you. <laughs> Me personally. Steph's in London, by the way. Steph's in London. Yeah, she is. Steph's in London oh, and her church oh. is in London. She's in East London. Yes, I'm plugging your church in, Stephanie. Pastor Stephanie. I'm, I'm <laughs> Definitely we'll meet up with you. See? And you know, so ladies, this is um it's been just so great hearing from you. And Stephanie we'll yeah. have a lot of laughs about them. One minute. Exactly. After, All right, no problem. I'm an ex-feminist, okay, so I'm not going to bash feminists anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I <personally laughs> One minute. We'll have to cut. One minute left. Right. Yeah. It's it's, it's minus, minus a minute. Amazing. Right? Amazing talking to all of you. Thank you, everybody, for hanging out with us for what 40 minutes or so. So goodbye to you, Stephanie. See you next week. Donny. And the very lovely Giselle. Next week. The French, the French lady in this guide. <laughs> 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 Good night, everyone. Bye. God night. Night. Bye. Bye. Bye.